0: Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's motivational aim targets focusing on God's protection. I'm currently on part three of this series entitled Target Aiming to Focus on God and I encourage you to listen to parts one and two. But today's motivational aim, as I just stated, is the importance of focusing on God's protection. Sometimes God's protection doesn't look like protection at all. Keyword looks like. Our eyes, our vision, our understanding is nowhere near God's vision. And sometimes we are in the best position, but internal and external distractions obscure our focus, especially if the distractions get us off of the targeted plan God has for us. You could be or I could be in an ideal situation, But when we look around, we're so tired of waiting on God to do the next best thing. And due to weariness and praying to God over and over and over again and thinking that nothing is happening, a person could lose focus on what God is doing behind the scenes and mistake the daily scenes that they're currently living out as a hindrance or a nightmare or just straight up hopelessness not realizing, like I said earlier, what God is really doing. And you've probably heard this phrase a lot, and that is, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And that phrase rings some truth. And if someone had a great thing, for example, a person had a great thing, they had a great person, a great opportunity, and let's say that they didn't value what they had, Most likely, later on, they'll realize that they had something that was great, but they possibly didn't realize how great it was until it was gone out of their life. Now, on the flip side, that phrase, you don't know what you have until it's gone, rings truth to this degree also. There are some situations when a person is experiencing all kinds of hail with a thing, a person, an opportunity, or something. And one day, that thing, that person, or whatever that was that was causing all kinds of problems in their life is gone. And since they had so many issues with that thing, they didn't realize how peaceful their lives are now because it's gone. They didn't realize their peace of mind was so precious to them and their alone time was so valuable. The sound of nothing was literally music to their ears. They didn't realize that until what they had was gone. So in both situations, it rings truth, and I believe you all can relate to both examples. But sometimes we get so focused on what we don't have We get focused on what we want, how we want it, when it's supposed to get here, how tired we are waiting on it, or we're tired of our current condition. A person can jump too fast, make a decision too quick, or get out of the protective environment that God has them in and do what they think they want to do based off what their eyes are focused on Only to realize that it's not what they wanted. They are not where they wanted to be. They were better in their previous condition where they thought that God was keeping them contained and God was rejecting them. Now they see God was protecting them. They didn't realize it. You know, sometimes hindsight is 20-20. And sometimes God allows us to go through what we are so focused on pursuing. God can provide warnings through people, through circumstances and events. But if a person is fixated on what they want and they'll do anything to get it, then they'll just have to learn the lesson a different way. Some people learn the lesson by warning. Some people have to learn it through just experience. Now, if a person realizes what they've done and they turn back, boy, that's great. But some people operate through pride and they do not want to admit that the decision that they made wasn't right. They'll just keep on going trying to adjust their focus not realizing that the lens they are looking through is damaged and distorted. Our aim should be to focus on God but when life is happening it can be a challenge and you literally have to train your mind to think on God And think about what God can do in your life as you trust him, besides what is vying for your attention. We are all designed to move forward, but when a person is so focused on moving forward and discrediting what God is currently doing in their life, and they're not content, that can be an issue also. It can be so bad, or it can get so bad, where a person is telling God, if only this was this way, or if only I had this, if only I were here, if only I were with that person, if only I could have that opportunity, all I need is this. Those statements must be checked because if God is keeping you and God is providing for you in the very situation you're currently in, and you're not thanking God as you're making the transitions from where you are to the next level with his help, that is a major issue because in reality, no matter where we are in life, there will always be something somebody is going through. There will always be an obstacle and there's always something, no matter what level of achievement you obtain, there will always be something where you're saying, if only I could do If only I could be. If only I could have. There will always be an obstacle. Even if you get the very thing or the person you said you needed, you wanted, or you had to have, there are issues associated with everything and everyone. That's just how it happens. You have some people who will say, I just have to have that person. I need them. And Let's say that they get them, and they get everything that comes with that person, all the issues that come with that individual, but they just had to have them. Now that they have them, not saying it's bad, but now that they have them, they are saying, I mean, I can't wait until this, then the other changes about this person. If only this person could do this, if only X, Y, and Z. It just never stops. You have some people who say, man, I just wish I could get that opportunity. I want that opportunity because if I get that opportunity, it will cure all my problems. Well, Now, we know that's a lie. So they receive the opportunity and then there are challenges tied to that opportunity because that's how that thing goes. Or somebody could say, man, I just really need that job. I need to be promoted. This is my dream job. I really want this. And then they get the dream job, they get the ideal career, and then they encounter unforeseen obstacles. Or a person could say, man, if only I had $300 million, man, it'll take care of all of my troubles. I need that. Not realizing, okay, bam, they get $300 million right there. And then more problems and more troubles just skip right on into their life. You could get the help you need to take care of those loved ones that you just wishing you just had help with. If only I had. I can't wait till I get. Can't wait till X, Y, and Z. And then you get the help. But that help comes with different personalities that you have to deal with. If only... This person will do right. I mean, If they do right, everything in my life will be perfect. It's all their fault. Okay, let's say they get right and they do right. Then somebody else comes into your life, start more issues. It just never stops. Issues will always come. That's why we have to be content where we are and thank God where we are instead of focusing on Man, I want to get out of this. I'm tired of this. And you don't even realize, or a person doesn't even realize it, where God has them, sometimes it's the best place for them. Now, I'm not talking about situations where you are in danger. You're in despair. You are in a volatile situation that you're trying to get out. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about situations... Where you are protected, you are safe, and God is bringing you through a certain way. Opposed to you just jumping the gun, doing something, and then you're not under God's covering anymore. So what I am trying to convey to you is that even if you reach your ideal goal or situation, it might be a great situation. But don't think that once you reach this goal or this certain achievement, that all your issues will just disappear. Now that issue might go away, but another challenge is coming. You will always have challenges that will either get you upset, you could be perplexed, you could be in a state of just thinking about it, how you going to come out of it. Not saying that you are losing your mind, but there's always a challenge that people experience no matter what level they're on. So it's important that we don't wish away lessons, especially when hard times come and we're uncomfortable. There are some lessons we just have to learn, and God can develop us. In the very situations that we're eager to get out of. But he is creating a change within. So please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive to get to the next level of life. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying when you do get to the next level, understand there are other challenges there. And if they are there... Aim to not complain all the time. And remember that God is still protecting you. And there are some life lessons you can glean from your current condition to help you encourage yourself in the future when you deal with another issue. And you can encourage others who are going through the very thing that you've mastered. Sometimes individuals want an ideal situation and they will do absolutely anything to get it even if that means disrespecting their loved ones, their family, their selves, or anyone else that they influence and impact. And it can get so serious where a person does not focus on God, but on what they want, and the very thing that they want could be outside of the scope of God's plan and purpose for their person's life. And if a person is fixated on doing something, and they step outside of God's protective covering and protection, then best believe a lesson is about to take place. But praise God that He is a loving Father who loves us even when we turn away from Him and we attempt to do things our own way and we realize the wrong we've done, God still forgives us and God restores us and God is ready to give us another chance. Now, the consequences for our actions, they still remain, but God still forgives. And I believe we've all been there where we've wanted what we wanted, no matter what it was. And in the process, we demanded God to give it to us. God either says no or not yet or not that way. And we just do what we want to do. And God is watching us and God watches us and we get to where we thought we wanted to be, not realizing that it was an illusion and our imagination of what we thought things would be because that is how we created the narrative in our minds. Life lets us know real quick that what we were thinking about was a complete joke. It is not real. And then we find ourselves turning back to God, realizing This isn't what we wanted, Lord. I apologize. Forgive me. Um, I surrender to you. I understand I have to live out the consequences, but um, I don't want that. I repent. Thank you, Lord, for another chance. It happens. And praise God for his continuous love and forgiveness because we are not perfect. He knows that. And it's just important to not get so discouraged In life where you don't like where you are, especially if this is stuff that is beyond your control. And you're trying to see, Lord, what are you doing? Because this is so uncomfortable. I'm ready to get out of this. This is getting on my nerve. I want to leave. No matter what it is in your life. Some things God is telling us, okay, I understand it's uncomfortable for you, but I'm doing something. And I'm doing something so great that if you stick this out, you are going to be on top and not the bottom. You will be above and not beneath. You will be a lender and not a borrower. You will be the head and not the tail. But it happens where sometimes people just get so indignant And they just lose it, so they just start disrespecting people and telling, hey, I'm out of here, give me my stuff, I'm gone. And they go learn a lesson, and if they have any sense and they have a contrite heart, they come back, and then they just do it the right way. But there are consequences associated with stepping outside of the covering protection of God. Don't misunderstand God's protection as rejection. And it's easier said than done, but it can be done because God provides us with wisdom, signs, confirmation on what to do. And I want to share an account with you mentioned in scripture that illustrates the importance of focusing on God's protection even when we don't realize God is protecting us. So I'm going to read Luke, the 15th chapter, and the 11th through the 32nd verse. He also said, a man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate I have come into me. So he distributed the assets to them. I had to say that slow. Not many days later, the younger son gathered together all he had traveled to a distant country where he squandered his estate in foolish living. After he had spent everything, a severe famine struck the country, and he had nothing. Then he went to work for one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He longed to eat his field from the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one would give him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food? And here I am dying of hunger. I'll get up, go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. So he got up and went to his father. But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion. He ran threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father told his servants, Quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring the fattened calf and slaughter it. And let's celebrate with the feast. Because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field. And as he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he summoned one of the servants, questioning what these things meant. Your brother is here, he told him. And your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and didn't want to go in, so his father came out and pleaded with him. But he replied to his father, Look, I have been slaving many years for you, and I have never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me a goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your assets with prostitutes, You slaughtered the fattened calf for him? Son, he said to him, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Now, if you read it, you saw it. But if you were just listening, you just heard it. And... You have a man who had two sons. The younger of the two sons was tired of the restrictions, the limitations that he had to endure due to living under the authority of his father. So he wanted to get out of his daddy's house and go live life his way. But before he left, he asked his daddy, his father, for his portion of the inheritance. And sometimes people don't understand what they are asking for and how they're asking for things when they ask for it. And when this son asked his living father for his share of the inheritance, inheritances were divided amongst heirs before a parent's death. Now this son didn't verbalize the statement I'm about to make, but his actions and the way he ran upon his father with these demands, asking for something out of, Timing is similar to him saying to his father, Hey, I wish you were dead, so give me my money. Now, that sounds harsh, but the way he did that, it's almost like he wished his father was dead because he did things out of timing. See, sometimes you can get so caught up with just trying to get out of something that you are protected in, And you are saying things to people that you don't really realize you're saying, and that's how they interpret it. And if you think about it, that is the interpretation, even though you probably didn't mean it. But the father gives the son the very thing he thought he wanted, and the son leaves. And he now, the son, has the liberty to go live life his way. He's got money, he's got time. He has resources. He's living his best life, so he thought. But he squandered his estate on foolish living. So wherever his heart was, that is where his treasure was. He spent his money on what was in his heart, and it came out through his actions. And then the son experienced a drought in his pocketbook. And he experienced a drought in his life because all his money was gone, And then a famine hit the country. Now he's in some real unprecedented times, you know, 2020's favorite word. So he's in a situation, a real situation. And this son was Jewish. And by him being Jewish, he has certain cultural norms he follows. And being around unclean animals is a no-no. But he accepted a job position to feed pigs. That's how bad it got. And he was in a real situation. And it was so bad that he was looking at the pig's food as if it was something worth consuming. Now, you know it was bad. It, it was bad. And praise God that he came to his senses, as we do. And he realized and thought to himself, you know what? Let me go back to my daddy's house because I was better off over there and I was doing way better than what I'm doing now. I was protected. I didn't even realize it. And that's something right there within itself because not a lot of people get the opportunity to go back from where they were protected to make things right and get back underneath that covering. Sometimes the opportunity is lost. Now, God creates another way or can create another way. But some people don't get that opportunity. But he goes home, the son, and his daddy was already looking for him. The daddy already knew what that boy could handle. The daddy knew he was coming back. Because that's another point in scripture. For the daddy to be outside looking for him, he knew that boy was coming back. But he sees his son And he runs up to his son, he covers his son, he protects his son, and the dad forgives him. And then the son and the dad's relationship is restored. The boy's restored back to his position within the family. And I'm pretty sure the son realized when he was walking back home, you know, I thought I was experiencing rejection when I was living under the authority and rule of my dad. But I had it good all this time. I was protected from a famine, from uncertain influences. Man, I had it made. And I believe we've all been there. We thought we were missing out on something. Our eyes weren't on the target of trusting in God's protection. It was on what we felt we were experiencing. And there are certain things that we couldn't do. So we interpreted it as rejection. Not realizing how blessed we have it. How blessed we had it. And it's not only exclusive to a parent-child relationship either. This goes for any relationship, any relationship, any blessing, any opportunity that God has you in. Of course, it's a God-honoring situation that I'm referring to, but God has you in something. God has you with someone, and you're protected in that. But sometimes people's desires will say, man, you're being rejected because everybody else is doing X, Y, and Z and A, B, and C. This is just, I'm leaving this. I mean, this doesn't look right. I have to wait. This is rejection. I have to endure. This is rejection. Praise God right now that he looks beyond our faults and gives us another chance to get on target to focus on the right thing And although we have to live through our choices because consequences are associated with our actions, God still covers us with compassion when we repent and focus on him from that moment forward. Now God not only does this in our physical day-to-day life, but this is what happened when we accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. We were doing life our own way apart from God. And... We thought that certain things would satisfy us, and then we found out quickly nothing can satisfy us other than God. We realized that under God's umbrella of protection, although we go through trials and tribulations, it's not rejection. God supplies all of our needs. We are well taken care of, and It's all about readjusting our focus. What are we focused on? And then let me address the second son who stayed. And in a sense, he also had an eye issue or a focus issue as related to focusing on the right target because although he didn't leave, he viewed his protection as rejection. He compared himself to his brother. He knows what his brother went through and then he compares his life to his brother's life saying to the effect so he goes out and lives this raggedy reckless life he comes back and all is well we throwing parties for him I mean I stayed in this protective environment being obedient and it's like you're rejecting me because this boy left this boy did what the heck he wanted to do and we having parties we hosting a feast we excited about this and and Before we try, or somebody tries to go off on the older son, have you ever aimed to live a righteous life? You're not perfect, but you're aiming to do the right thing. And you've been aiming for a long time. And you see people, and you witness people live life their way. They do foolish things. They live foolishly. And they leave the protective covering of God. And... You've been underneath the protective covering of God, and you've been doing that for a minute. But when they come back, it seems like they get all these blessings. I mean, people throwing parties. they getting promoted. It's just like, what? Things are happening for them that you've been praying for. And they went out and did X, Y, and Z. Okay, they didn't. They did it all, and then they jumped back and did A, B, and C. And they are getting recognition. You know, they people are holding ceremonies for them. All kinds of stuff, and you're still waiting on God to do stuff for you. Even in that moment. It is vital to understand that we have to adjust our focus, that God protected us, and God led that person back to be protected. You never want to get to the point where you're comparing people, because when you get to the point where you're comparing your situation with someone else's, you're rejecting what God's protective power is doing for you and in your life. Is as if you're doubting that God's protection is even worth standing underneath or being in due to someone else doing something that they had to go live and learn and they're getting praised. And it happens where you question, or a person, not you, but a person can question, is what I'm doing even worth it? Does this even matter? Does this mean anything? Because you're not getting praise. You don't see people holding feasts for you and clapping and uh, making a fuss because you're doing the right thing. But somebody else doing something that you've been doing, and they getting all kinds of praise and all kinds of time, just they're on a pedestal. And it's just mind-boggling. But you have to focus on God You have to focus on God's protection and you have to focus on, hey, I'm not doing this for applause. I'm doing this because this is the right thing to do. I mean, these people might be getting praised and it's messing with me a little bit, but let me get my focus back. Because I don't want to look at what God's been doing for me as if I don't appreciate him and it's like I'm rejecting him. That's not what I want to do. So we must always check our hearts, and we can learn something in the parable of the prodigal son, because if you think about it, who was lost? Was it the son who left, or was it the son who stayed? There's a lesson that we can learn from both of these signs. Reviewing this parable from Jesus is eye-opening because you can think, oh, I'm not like the son who left, but are you like the son who stayed with the wrong attitude? Either way, we all need improvement. Nobody's perfect. Everybody's going through something. It's just people are going through things. That's why God should be the main target of your life. At least you have some type of true north. That is pointing you in the right direction and you have a sure, solid foundation that you can stand on at all times. So praise God that he shows us through the lens of each son that when we remain in him we have what we need. And always focus on God because he's the true divine targeted standard. And the scripture I would like to leave you with is Luke the 15th chapter and the 24th verse which states, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. And I selected this scripture to remind you of God's love for you. There are times in life where individuals do not focus on God's plan. They don't focus on God's purpose. And they don't focus on God's protection for their lives. Distractions compete for a person's focus as well as individual desires and those waiting periods of life that can just be so daunting. But when a person's focus is dead to what God's desire is for their lives, they can't see what God is doing, and they end up interpreting what they can't see, which is God's protection for their lives for rejection. But it is refreshing news to hear and know that when our focus is deliberately fixated on the love and life of Jesus, and the physical and spiritual blessings he has for us. Where we were lost in our focus and our minds, we have now found the right target to aim towards, and that is Jesus Christ, and that is worth celebrating. So I encourage you to continue focusing on God and don't become weary in well-doing because God lets us know that we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Thank you all for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the Target Aiming to Focus on God devotional. On the site, you can order inspirational apparel and you have the option to connect with me on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. I do have a few Bible plans on the Uversion Bible app that you can check out, but for those who want to use the Bible plans as an individual or group Bible study, You can download those Bible plans from my website. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.